Get ready, Avalanche territory. It's now time for the Mile High Hockey Podcast with Mike Evans on your home for the most Avalanche content. Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Hello again and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hockey Podcast. I'm Mike Evans and as always, it is presented by our friends at TNT Home Services for all your heating, plumbing, cooling and plumbing and electrical needs. Uh, You can contact TNT Home Services, a proud Ream partner, and you can call them at 720-500-1979 and at tnthomeservicesco.com, TNT Home Services We got your six. Before we go into the podcast, I have to send a heartfelt thank you to all of you who listen to this podcast and have made it the most popular podcast in Denver. So says the Colorado Broadcasting Association as uh, they gave out uh, a bunch of awards to a lot of different stations and shows and promotions and all of that. And the fan was very well represented. And one of the awards that we picked up was Denver's best podcast. And it is this podcast. So I can't thank you enough for supporting this podcast, sharing this podcast with other hockey fans and Avalanche fans and uh, making it not only a, a fast-growing podcast, as we've been doing this uh, really only since about the beginning of the season, to um, one of the most popular uh, podcasts in all of Denver. So thank you very much. Thank you also. I want to take this opportunity to thank uh, the contributors to this podcast. And and you've heard them throughout the course of the season, from Adrian Dater from ColoradoHockeyNow.com to uh, the fans' very own uh, Matt Smith to uh, also Scott Masters. Uh, They've been kind of my go-to guys that I've had a chance to talk hockey with. Sandy Clough has also sat in on a couple. So thank you, thank you to all of the the people who have been a a big part of this podcast. And uh, here we are with with another edition of one as we start to get closer and closer uh, down to the final 10 games left of the, the regular season. And boy... Uh, having a chance to do this, record this right after the Avalanche beat the Kings nine to three. What an awesome, awesome display! And a, a couple things to take from it, and and where the Avalanche are right now. First of all, they're getting guys back, and they're starting to get whole. They get Bo Byram back, and for for so many reasons to be be so happy about that. First of all, just for him. Personally, with everything he's gone through, with the concussions, with um, dealing with the concussions, not only the physical part of it, but also uh, emotionally being able to feel like, you know, you're ready to come back and, and resume your career, feel good about it, feel safe about it. And, and to see him out there playing and skating with just the incredible talent that he possesses. Wow, that is that is awesome to see for him. It's awesome to see if you're an Avalanche fan. Uh, Sammy Gerard is now back, so you're you're looking at Kale McCarr. You've got Sammy Gerard. You got Bo Byram. You got Devontae's. Uh, you 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 got just a ter- Eric Johnson. What a terrific uh, Josh Manson. You, you you've got a a defense now, a, a defensive core that I know that there's this 
there's still this concern about, hey, are they big enough? Are they tough enough? Are they going to get pushed around? I get all that. I think maybe the other way to look at it is, hey, for the teams that are going to be playing the Avalanche, uh, what are we going to do with all that talent? What are we going to do with all that speed? What are we going to do with all that playmaking ability that exists on that Avalanche back line? Yeah, we'd love to be able to lean on them. We'd love to be able to get them into a, a heavy forecheck and cycle in their own zone and wear them out and beat them up, but we got to catch them first. And what are we going to do when they have the puck coming the other way? So it's uh, it's something to watch as the Avalanche start to get their guys back. You still have Nazem Kadri. You still have Gabe Landeskog that still need to return. But, boy, oh, boy, you start looking at the prospects of this team once they are whole. Holy smokes. It is scary what this team can bring when you look at where they are right now and you still look at the reinforcements coming with Kadri and, and Gabe Landeskog. I think with, with Landeskog, I had an Avalanche fan reach out and said, Jesus, are we looking at Gabe Landeskog's return now with, uh, is it almost the same as Jamal Murray with the Nuggets? Is he or isn't he? I, I wouldn't go there. I, I think we should still feel confident about Gabe Landeskog coming back. I know he isn't skating yet, but we still we still have a couple weeks left in the season. I put it this way: I think my my concern level with Gabe Landeskog is very low right now because I I think there is such caution being applied here to make sure that he's ready to go and that he's healthy and that he's full strength by the time the playoffs start. If we get to a week or so before the end of the regular season and the start of the playoffs and he still isn't skating yet, then, okay, we can raise a red flag. But until then, I'm going to just assume that he is going to be back and ready to go for the playoffs, and same for Kadri. And then, all hands on deck, let's go. Let's see what they can do. And uh, I, I, I would like to think it's being done playfully, but when, when I made my uh, prediction that I believe the Avalanche are just going to steamroll through the Western Conference part of the playoffs, I was met with, oh, Evans, you're just being a jinxy cat again. You can't overlook what's uh, what's out there in the Western Conference. Folks, w- w- when you see what they did to the Kings, when you see what they did to back-to-back games against Pittsburgh, uh, when you see them go back-to-back on the road against Winnipeg and Edmonton, when you see them do these things and you start to see them play in this way and you see what they look like as they get the whole roster together and still knowing what's coming in the returns of Kadri and Landeskog, come on, put all the jinxy cat stuff aside and kind of get a little swagger in your step, puff out your chest a little bit. Doesn't this team look like they have the makings of being a true playoff juggernaut? And it is going to take a special, special, special team uh, to beat this team four times. I just don't think that team exists in the Western Conference. I know that teams are, um, are, are, are out there that – you know, you might look at it and say, well, you know, what about Minnesota? Uh, what about St. Louis playing better? Uh, the Blues just uh, went into Boston and beat a very good Bruins team and, and, and handled them pretty well on the road. What about St. Louis, who as of this recording have won six in a row? I, it's not that I don't sweat them, uh, but I just, again, could could they pick off a game or two against the Avalanche? I guess so. But... Do I see a team out there in the West that I think could beat the Avalanche four times? No, I don't. I don't. And another reason why, let's talk about Nathan McKinnon. Let's talk about Nathan McKinnon and what has been 
really an uneven season for for McKinnon. You you've had a, a season. We've talked about this at times during this podcast where the goals weren't coming, but there were a lot of assists. So he was still actively involved in in getting people scoring chances and and, and goals. And so his his assist total reflected that. But the goals were hard to come by, and it kind of bottomed out at a point where. He got a goal one night. He said, yeah, me and my uh, 2% shooting percentage, which um, wasn't true, but wasn't far off from from where he was at the time at like 9, 9.5% shooting percentage with goals going in. And it was a case of uh, it's Nathan McKinnon, and he's never shy to, about shooting. He's always among the league leaders in, in shots on goal or shots attempted. And so it was just, just you know, just law of averages type thing, right? You just knew. And I said this a few weeks ago. Here on this podcast, I said, boy, it is just it's just a matter of time. This guy is a powder keg that is ready to go off. And boy, how great would it be for the Avalanche if this guy explodes come playoff time? Well, uh, we're not in the playoffs yet, but he is certainly starting to warm up. The hat trick against the uh, Kings, uh, seven goals in the month of April already. I think it's uh, seven goals in his last five games. So he is starting to warm up. He's got 29 goals this year. And it's funny because in a year in which I think that we'd all agree has been a bit of a down or off year for Nathan McKinnon, he's still got 29 goals and over 80 assists. He'll finish the season with over 30 goals. He'll finish the season with over 90 points. Uh, not a bad season. Uh, probably about 98% of the rank and file in the NHL would gladly, me please, could I have Nathan McKinnon's down season? But the beauty of it is that it certainly hasn't stopped the Avalanche. They are cruising to the best record in the Western Conference, uh, battling with with Florida for the uh, President's Trophy as the, the best team in hockey. But doing all of this with Nathan McKinnon having, well, a less than usual style, uh, Nathan McKinnon type season, which I just, I just, it it really shapes up for him to have a, a terrific playoff run. And he does, you know, it's funny during our show that I do with Mark Schlereth during the mornings, we we're talking about McKinnon after that hat trick against the Kings and a texture trying to be kind of funny said, Nathan McKinnon is Alex Rodriguez. Great when the games don't matter. And invisible when they do. Bit harsh. I don't know if I want to put Nathan McKinnon in the Alex Rodriguez category. A-Rod was, it was always something very phony, fraudulent, smarmy about uh, A-Rod that I just would never, ever equate with, with Nathan McKinnon. But there is something to the idea that Nathan McKinnon has something to prove in the postseason, and much has been made of the the loss to Vegas last year, and in those final four losses, Nathan McKinnon had a combined zero goals and two assists. He had three games in which he had no points, and you know, that that can't happen. And the, and the thing I think that that Nathan McKinnon, I think, has to battle, if you will, and in many respects, it's a good problem, right? But it, it is something that he has to be aware of is that this is a guy that burns so intensely as a, as a hockey player, as he goes about his business. He is very demanding of himself. 
He's very demanding of his teammates. Uh, This is a guy who runs hot, and he is a ferocious competitor. You know, it's funny. Like, sometimes you talk about somebody who is as skilled as Nathan McKinnon, and we've seen a lot of athletes where they're, they're so skilled, they make it look so easy, it's almost like they're not trying, right? That was always kind of the knock against Larry Walker when he was uh, with the with the Rockies is that, man, this guy makes it look so easy that it doesn't look like he's trying that hard. Well, he's just so f- freaking gifted uh, and so so talented that, yeah, he, he he's probably working hard, but he makes it look so easy. McKinnon is, is incredibly skilled, but this guy is, I mean, you can feel the intensity radiating off this guy the way he plays the 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 ferocity and the ferociousness in in which he plays so it it's it's a great it, it's great qualities it's great traits to have in an athlete but come playoff time can that ferociousness can that work against you can you want it so badly can you compete so hard that it does lead to you pressing and does that show up in some of the bigger games that you are you want it so badly and you're working so hard and trying so hard and competing so hard to make it happen that you end up disappearing or or just not being able to produce in in these games we shall see again it, it's it's a problem I'd love to have and I wouldn't want Nathan McKinnon to change anything nothing uh, but he he'll admit he he admitted that yeah, I'll clean it up a little bit. But he's getting sick and tired of going through another season that ends in a disappointing playoff loss. And he says enough's enough, enough of this crap. I've been in the league too long. Uh, I need to do something about it. We need to do something about it. So to see him playing the way he he's been playing here, coming down the stretch. Wow, I, I just think it's such a positive sign for the Avalanche as they get ready to go uh, into the into the playoffs. And bring it on, bring it on. Uh, you, you look at the prospective matchups, and and I think of Coach Sutter in Calgary and the comments that he made, like you know, good luck to whoever draws that wild card team that draws the Avalanche in the first round. Talk about again, I'm paraphrasing what uh, Sutter had to say, but uh, you know, talk about a a, a waste of ten days. <laughs> You know, playing the abs in that first round. So whether it's Dallas, uh, whether it's Vegas, I'm not afraid of Vegas. They're not the boogeymen to me this year. Bring them on. In fact, I'm rooting for Vegas. I am rooting for Vegas to be that first-round opponent for the abs. I, I could think of nothing better than to get Vegas in the first round, thump them, and to be able to get that added boost that the Avalanche would gain that, hey, we just slayed the dragon, right? We just we just exorcised our demon, the team that was uh, knocked us off last year and caused so many issues. Look what we just did. We just handled them, throttled them in round one. Let's go, baby. Let's roll. And, yeah, I mean, it, it's probably not – it wouldn't end up being the same Vegas team that you, you lost to last year. But, hey, it, it's still Vegas. So I, I think they'd be a terrific opponent. For the Avs. Um, and and honestly, whoever they get, I think you're looking at a sweep at the minimum, a gentleman sweep at the max 
So a four or five game series, I just don't see anybody in the first round really taxing the ass. Honestly, again, I just don't see anybody in the West uh, being able to to beat the Avalanche. Now, I mean, if you talk about the uh, the Stanley Cup Finals and you talk about drawing a team like like the uh, like like uh, the Panthers, uh, maybe the Lightning again. Um, you know, maybe Carolina. Okay, then you may be looking at a different story, right? But, hey, let's cross that bridge when we get to it. Hey, you're in the Stanley Cup Finals, and you're wondering whether or not the opponent is uh, maybe the saltiest opponent you'll face uh, in, in this run. Great problem to have, right? And and are we all kind of there now? Have we Have we all arrived at the point now where that is where the bar is set? Stanley Cup playoff appearance. Stanley Cup Finals or bust. I'm not going to say that they have to win the Cup in order for the season to be considered a success. That It's hard to win a Stanley Cup. It is the toughest team sport there is to win it all. I'm sorry uh, to all the other sports out there, all the other team sports. There is not, in my opinion, a tougher team sport to win the title in than the Stanley Cup. Four rounds, best of seven, just every shift played at, at at just premium effort and energy and and and, and passion and intensity. Um, it, it's the toughest one to win. So I, toughest one to win. So I just can't say, hey man, Avalanche, you got to win the Stanley Cup, or it's considered a failure. I do think it is fair to say uh, the expectation is that these guys are going to get to the Stanley Cup Finals. I, I think that's I think that's fair to say that if they don't do it, then you can say the season is a failure and maybe there's going to be some real consequences uh, that, that come along with that. Maybe, maybe consequences for Jared Bednar, maybe some consequences for the core of this team and, and, and some of the key players. And maybe the idea is that we have to shake that up a little bit. Now, look, I'm getting way ahead of, of myself here. Okay. But uh, I think where we're at now, we all assume, right? no doubt in our minds that they get past the first round. Then there is that, that bugaboo, right? It's the, it's the second round. I just, Hey, I I could be proven wrong. I just don't think there's anybody in the West that's going to come close to the abs. I I just don't. So to me, this is a team that should cruise ease skate, literally figuratively into the Stanley cup finals. And we'll see what happens from there. But Stanley cup, Stanley cup finals appearance or bust for me, when it comes to um, what constitutes a successful season for the Avalanche, uh, what say you? As always, encourage your feedback here on the Mile High Hockey Podcast. You can reach out to me directly at Mike Evans 1043 on uh, Twitter. And um, you can also, of course, check out any time during the course of the Shalareth and Evans program. Uh, feel free to hit me up with a uh, text on the Ramoslock.com uh, text line, uh, 303-716-1043. And, or seven, excuse me, 303-713-1043. And I would love to hear your feedback there as well. So again, tell your friends about the Mile High Hockey Podcast. Just voted the best hockey or the best podcast in Denver by the uh, Colorado Broadcasters Association. Thank you so much to the uh, people at CBAs uh, for selecting the program. Thank you so much for everybody who's contributed to the program, from Sandy Clough to Scott Masters to Matt Smith to... Uh, Adrian Dater, thank you to everybody who's uh, put the podcast together. And a huge thanks out to our sponsor. They were 
with with us at the start before we start winning any awards. That is the folks at TNT Home Services. For all your heating, plumbing, cooling, and electrical needs, please reach out to TNT Home Services. Give them a call. Set up your appointment, 720-500-1979, 720-500-1979, and at tnthomeservicesco.com. TNT Home Services, a proud Ream Pro partner. And, uh, of course, uh, always uh, check in again as we'll be back with another edition of the Mile High, High, uh, Mile High Hockey Podcast coming up next week. Again, thanks so much for listening.